It's another episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, and I am the bad boy of paranormal himself, Mr. Daily Ladies Love Spread. Okay. I'm Jawan, the one, the only paranormal poppy here. And I am Lee Marcus Harvey, guys. Your neighborhood fly guy. Huh? I just made that up. I like it. Because y'all got tired of y'all having all these other monikers, and I just decided I need to give myself something to. It oh. changes every week. Mine does? Yeah. Dang, I didn't realize that. Okay, anyways, how you guys feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. And actually, I'm feeling even better because what we're about to do today. What's that? Listen, Ooh. man, we finna take our listeners all the way down south, baby. Dirty south? But we are going to talk about the Blue Lady of Palmetto Dunes. This apparition apparently hunts the outbuildings near Lemington Lighthouse on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Man, I can't wait to hear it. And later on, we're chatting with Thelonious Monk. He's a comedian, an actor, and best known as Hassan on the ABC show For Life. He's bringing an interesting ghost story to y'all today. But first, let's jump into this urban legend. Mm, Let's go. Say they say this story is about a woman named Caroline Fripp. Okay, I'm following. Okay, so they say she managed a lighthouse with her father, Adam Fripp. And one night, a terrible storm rolled in. This sounds like the perfect horror story setup. Let's set the scene. Bring in the lightning boom. Now the thunder and the torrential rain. I'm telling you, this is the type of rain that you can't even put the windshield wipers on high-high. It's just just that type of rain. And let me guess, something comes crashing down next, right? Or someone. You're almost there, Marcus, but not quite there yet. Yeah, but I had a feeling too. See, the father, Adam, decided to stay in the lighthouse during the storm. It was dangerous to do this, but he wanted to keep the light going for a ship that was coming in. That was actually quite nice of Pops. Right. I mean, you would think that. But the powerful storm was a little bit too much for him, man, and he fell on the floor and had a heart attack. Ah, dang. Just like that? Bruh, just like that. Just trying to be nice and help the people out. So wait, where was his daughter while all this was going on? See, now you're thinking, Juwan. But see, she was out there near the lighthouse. But when she found him, she took him to their house. And at this point, Adam was talking. What'd he say? He said, make sure you keep the light burning in the lighthouse throughout the storm. Like That was literally like the only thing that he wanted his daughter to do. Wait, hold on. This powerful storm... Knocked you the hell out, and now I got to make sure the light is burning? What would you do, Dalen, Marcus? Like, how would y'all handle this? I would get my ass up and light that lighthouse because I know the ramifications (laughs) if there's not a lighthouse lit. everything getting crashed, bro. So you got to make that thing happen, dog. Hey, man, all that's cool and all, but it don't even matter what we think. Miss Caroline went back and checked on the light and then back to her father. But guess what? He had already passed away. It's so hard to say goodbye. Yeah, but now the legend says that when there's stormy weather, that she walks back and forth from the lighthouse to her home, calling out for her father in the same dress that she had on during the original storm, a blue dress to be exact. And that's why she's called the Blue Lady. Now it sounds like she was just a young lady whose dad died at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to light that lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, but at least her father went out a hero. You know what I'm saying? He went out trying to save potentially the lives of others. But on to hear from Polonius Monk and his story. But first, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All 
All right, y'all. We are here with comedian Felonius Monk. Man, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. So before we even get started, man, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, man. My name is Arif Shaheed. On stage, I go by Felonius Monk. I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, writer from the East Coast originally. I've been in Chicago now for a decade, father two. How long you been doing comedy, bro? 12 years in, as of December that just passed. It's been fun. And that leads me to ask you a simple question. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on ghosts? I, look, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. But the idea that when we die, that the energy remains and could take some type of tangible or at least noticeable form, I mean, that makes sense. I think people are arrogant a lot about if we can't see it, touch it, or taste it, it must not be real. Or if it never happened to me, then it's not a real thing. And it's too many people who have ghost stories for me to not believe them. You know what I mean? I believe in them. I don't know enough to like, if somebody asked me to bet, I wouldn't bet. Right. But if somebody asked me, I definitely believe that there are forces out there that we can't touch or see that exist that have some type of impact on the world. Yeah. Do you have any stories or paranormal experiences, like anything that you've kind of come across that you couldn't explain that kind of like steered your belief system in a way? When I was young, I used to sell a little bit of uh Hey, yo, yeah, we got you. Yeah. So in the place that I used to sell that thing, it used to be like, a, we call it the Phantom of Harlem, but it was like this weird, it would make noises while you were making a uh, transaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something might fall behind you, trash can lids fall off, all of oh, that. Wow. And it, initially, you, you know, we thought it was like one of the older ladies in the neighborhood. And to this day, I, it still might have been something that they did, but it never felt like it was a rigged thing. It felt like there was a presence there. You know what I mean? Like they were trying to warn us not to do it. It never felt like they were out to get us in a harmful way it felt like maybe they loved harlem and they wanted us to be better or or it was the ghost of a crackhead and they was trying to get their fix man you know you gave it a roll <laughs> my man said it was man, ja- man it was i don't care what your name is now for loneliness it, it was pookie it was i know what your name is you sold me the bad batch i heard you got that good good bro hey yo hey yo got it son too far when you were back in the day in that in that situation did -hmm. you ever have any people who kind of like got laid down you know what i'm saying and was around that corner so that that maybe it could have been their spirit it could have been i think the biggest difference i'm old old like i was around in the 70s and people in the 70s they used to fight and fewer people would die from hand-to-hand combat and you know everybody who's watched pain in full knows that that era changed everything where people were fighting for the blocks that they were on. They were fighting for who could control the money. And I do think these were a lot of people, these were a lot of children, young people. Mm. There were kids who I went to high school with who, you know, a couple years out of high school, they're getting high. And, you know, their lives never completed, I guess. They never got a chance to fulfill whatever their potential was. And I could very easily see one of their spirits kind of hanging on and trying to figure out how they could bridge that gap or figure out whatever it was they needed done. Done, done. That's deep. Because, you know, we never really talk about that in our community as far as, like, the spirits when it comes to, like, that era, if you think about it. Like, we're always talking about Mm -hmm. the South when it comes to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. But we never talk about, like, the projects. We never talk about all those up-top spots where Cash was doing a lot of, you know, hand-to-hand transactions and a lot of people were getting, you know, having a battle for those corners. You know what I'm saying? What kind of spirits were there? We're kind of like lost hope was there. It's such an interesting conversation to me because when we think about the people who were living that lifestyle, we always assume that it was a specific type of person and they were irredeemable and they didn't deserve 
to have a good life. They deserved whatever, you know, how their lives ended, whatever tragedy befell them, whether it was prison or a pine box. But take me, for example, I was out there, I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. You know, I got involved in things that if I could take it back, I would. But 30 years later, you take that situation. If I never mentioned that scenario and I've had a good life, I've got two kids, beautiful wife. I've been in a couple of movies. I've been on a few TV shows. I've written for some really important stuff. So I've had a really good life. I've had a chance to fulfill a lot of the potential that I had. There were kids who were coming up with me who had as much, if not more potential, who never got a chance to see it. So it makes a lot of sense to me that some of those kids, their spirits would be hanging around because they're not supposed to be dead. Mm, that's deep. Do you think that's why spirits hang around because it's the lingering of like unfulfilled potential? It might be. You know, it's also this the idea that we have a morality is that it's all or nothing. Like you're either a good person or a bad person. And right. I think there are a lot of people who their scales are balanced. Right. They haven't lived long enough to be good. They haven't lived long enough to be considered bad. They did some bad things. They did some good. And so they're just kind of stuck in this, like, you know, like the Catholics will call it purgatory. purgatory. Some people will call it limbo. The, the idea, though, is just that they're not done, mm -hmm. but they also can't come back. And I don't know if that's better or worse. Than like just going to hell, like, like yo, I'm gonna just sit here and watch people live their lives, and I can almost touch them, but I can't. That's Oof, a that's that a form of like, hell itself. Yeah, yeah. That's a different kind of hell, right? Hey, bro, Joan, you got a question for a man that we ask all of our guests? Oh yeah, yeah. So all right, we just typically just want to know like where folks' heads at. If and when you pass away, would you want to be a ghost? There are parts of me because I'm childish that would love to be a ghost because there's some people who I want to annoy. Be petty. <laughs> but also, you know, and it's going to sound wild cheesy, but the people that I really love, I would like to be able to let them know that I'm okay. Yeah, I'd like really. to be able to let them know. You know what I mean? I feel like it's easier to heal if you notice your people are good. Yeah. yeah. And my kids, especially my wife, just letting them know people that I really, really care about. The people I don't care about, specifically the people who have done some type of harm to me, I hope I die before them. Okay. So that every time they go to the grocery store and get a dozen eggs, I can crack three of them before they get home with them. Mm. That's what I would like okay. to do. Okay. Because mm. you can't return those eggs. You can't return those eggs. You can't return yeah. the eggs. I would like to put a crimp in every one of their iPhone chargers. I would like to do that. I would like to move all of their left socks. I don't want to, you know, throw them away, just move them, hide them. And make yes. them keep buying socks. This okay. little stuff. Hey, Feloni, let me ask you one more question, bro, before we let you go ahead and roll. Tell the listeners where they can find you and like where they can really get in contact with you and just follow your journey. Because I know you got some dope content out there, man. Yo, bro, treat me like I'm Jada Kiss at the garden. I'm outside. Outside, <laughs> New York City, I'm outside. I'm everywhere under the same name, Felonius, F-E-L-O-N-I-O-U-S, underscore, M-U-N-K. That's on everything, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. There's no underscore on the Facebook, but you can find me. I'm doing shows, look me up right now. And the next really big show that I'm doing is New Year's Eve. I'm in D.C. Right. I will likely be recording something like a special oh dope, dope. congratulations oh, dope. something yeah. like a special it's gonna be a special that's dope that's dope something like it you know a little this a little that thank you for pulling up bro with the urban legends and chopping it up with all of our legends yeah man felonies man we appreciate your time man thank you so much for being on I the appreciate show it too man hey man y'all i don't put it past anywhere that people died that it's not haunted right now. So, so you think the, the hood got ghosts? The hood is definitely haunted, y'all. The hood, the corner. The, the corner. The beach. The around the way. 
the townhouse, the lake house in Tahoma. Where do you think the most craziest place for a ghost to be? Ohio. Ohio. Mm. I say craziest. That's their hometown. That's their- oh, that's where they originate. <laughs> that's, that's where that's where the training starts. You know, every person How passes is the away. spiritual training facility <laughs> located in Ohio. Hey, this is the. <laughs> it's a real ghost town. The GI. That's where you get your first certificate. Ghost Institute mm-hmm. of Ohio. Hey, G-I-O. you're sitting on the couch. You're not doing anything. Come on down to Ohio and get your ghost certification. If you just recently passed away. You just died yesterday. <laughs> you just sitting around doing nothing. You didn't pray enough. And you weren't bad enough to go down there. What you going to do, limbo? Coming to Ohio, literally. You know what, guys? It's the best time of the episode. As promised, the section that we love. Mm. The never have I ever section. Huh. <laughs> You think I forgot? Do you, Dalen? I'm going to be honest with you, bro. (laughs) I was hoping you did forget. Well, better luck next time, all right? (laughs) You know the game. I'm going to list something that's really crazy, and you guys are going to respond and say guilty or not guilty, right? And the story behind it, and if any of them are true or not. All right? Sounds good? It sounds something. Okay, here we go. First up, first up. Okay, never have I ever believed in a superstition so much that I thought it was true. Oh, man, I have. That whole step on a crack. Boy, that was the one I was going to bring up. I never do that, bro. To this day. Come on, I'm already got back problems. Man. You ain't want to contribute? Listen, bro, I ain't trying to contribute to her ailment. Was the superstition step on a crack breaking mama back? It's step on a crack. Or somebody gonna break your mama back. Okay, that's Say. two different things. Now. Yeah, that's two your, di- <laughs> your mama might want you to step on a crack a lot. <laughs> she <laughs> like, well, her back crack. She might want her back broke. Hey, <laughs> man. Hey, man. But what I heard, I heard one where it's like step on a line, break her spine. Oh wow, that's pretty much I the same it. thing. So, what did you guys answer? You just said you, that's the one that you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was okay. That's and then, you know what else though? Uh, Candyman. You believe in that Candyman? I did. Until sure. where? I actually yeah. never really tried Candyman all the way through. So, so who's that, to say if it's true or not? So that really makes it even more true that you are in belief of this superstition. Okay, here we go, here we go. Round two. Never have I ever seen a ghost or spirit while on vacation. Nah, man, I ain't never seen one on vacation, man. No. Not on vacation. Here's I- another one. Last one. Never have I ever visited a haunted lighthouse during the day or at night. Now, oh, okay, we was all together. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, man. Come on, bro. I just wanted the people to hear this. <laughs> right. Dude, I wanted to see what it was set up like. So tell them about those times that we've been at these lighthouses. All I remember about lighthouses is that they are high as hell, and I am deathly afraid of heights. Hey, we've been to like how many? Like three? And they're haunted. They For are. Sure. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. We've been to three already? Shoot. I don't are there that many lighthouses? Yes, boy. <laughs> there's only there's two lighthouses. Oh, oh, oh. When the last time y'all seen three lighthouses? <laughs> With you. That's why I'm counting. So we had the one in Pensacola. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then we had, there's one in St. Augustine. Did I ain't invest- been to that one yet. I did an investigation there. You ain't been there, Marcus. Have you been there? I do. <laughs> Dab- dibble dabble in the in lighthouses. In lighthouses. In lighthouses, my good sir. And then we went to that one when we was on that expedition show. It was a little tiny lighthouse. No, but no, lighthouses are kind of hunted. Y'all feel like they're hunted? I think they can be, bro. I think it's more so about the attraction that the light has, the symbolism of it, mm. the symbolic nature of this force that's, you know, either attracting or distracting. Okay. What about you, Juwan? 
I definitely think lighthouses carry a certain energy because they witnessed a lot. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the game, guys. Uh, what do we have next, Juwan? Man, y'all know what time it is. It is time to hear from the people. We have our very own listener submission. And this submission comes from Michelle in Texas. Let's hear it, Michelle. You're here with the Ghost Brothers. Back in 2014, my husband and I had decided to take a trip out to the ghost town of Terralingua, Texas. We were staying at a little hotel in town that only had about five rooms, and it was in the middle of the week, and no one was there but us. After a long day, my husband and I had gone to bed, and as soon as we turn out the lights, something jiggles the door handle of the front door. My husband gets up and checks, and there is no one around. Not around the corners, nowhere, no vehicles, anything. And that is my ghost story. Now, Michelle, I hate to be the one to break it to you, but that is a little game that we call in the hood. I can't tell you the real name of the game, because we might get canceled, but the gentrified name of that game is called Ding Dong Ditch. No, I think that gentrified name would be called Knocking. Uh Uh-huh. And dashing. Okay. Okay. That because you don't want to be you don't want to be very specific. Okay. Because if you say banging or hitting, uh, but that's what that was, Michelle. That, that I, I, I you know I, I played that game all too many times. You still yeah. play that game? I still play that. He game. likes to knock. You know what I do? I knock and I don't even run. You just stay there. I just stand there. When you open the door, I just look at you. <laughs> you <laughs> I don't even say nothing. You, you blink. Contest. I just, yeah, we have a staring <laughs> do you contest. Blink? You don't blink. I don't blink at all. And, and that's it, what makes it creepy. I, I don't walk away until they close the door. Mm. That's the game right there. How long are you going to stare me in my face without me saying something after I ring your doorbell until you feel uncomfortable enough to close the door? Hey, man. All right, man. But, yeah, my love, that's what we call a little ding-dong the witch is dead. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your story and for supporting us here at the Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. But, listeners, it's your lucky day. We got another listener submission. And this one, it comes from Michaela in Michigan. So even as a young child, my family would refer to me as an old soul. And I really think that that is because I was so connected with the afterlife that it gave elderly, right? (laughs) But I was still six. And I remember when my grandfather passed, I was probably 10 or 11. And that summer, I remember being in my basement and all of a sudden getting this feeling like somebody just walked in here with me. But not understanding like why I felt like that. My grandfather had this specific whistle that he would do. And he would always like kind of scrounch me on the top of my like little puff or whatever hairstyle I had. And as I was sitting there, I kid you not, I feel somebody scrouch the top of my head. And I hear from the distance, <whistles> which was always the whistle that he did. And y'all... As I'm sitting on the couch, I feel the couch lift as if somebody that was sitting next to me stood up. Bruh, I don't think I returned to that basement for a solid maybe three weeks. I was terrified. But at the same time, I felt comforted. But I was like, bro, I'm about to be up there with you because why would you scare me like this? I was about to meet Glory that day. Truly. Truly. Anyway. Such a good experience, but also made me respect everything that y'all do. Um, thank you for the good times. 
That's what I'm talking about, sis. She said, I was about to meet Glory She that said, day. I knew the story was going to be dope when she started with, it gave. It gave. Um, <laughs> anytime something gives or gaves. I just, I just saw her opening it. up her hand high in the sky mm-hmm. and closing it real quick. Like, what mm-hmm. you grabbing up there for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, nah, that's crazy, man. It's always comforting, I guess, when you have like a, when you feel like a family member that a transition kind of like came back and you like, get rem- reminds you. Yeah, that they're still there or watching over you and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know, y'all. I had the craziest experience this weekend. Word, what happened? The craziest experience. I'm gonna let y'all go after this, man. Uh, you know, I've been playing around with the spirit box, man. Again? Mm-hmm. But no, man. I went to my grandmother's gravesite, man, in Word? Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I had never been there. She lived with me from the age of one to when she passed away when I was 15. And so I went to the funeral, but I didn't go to the gravesite, y'all. So I decided to go, man. I went by myself. Found her grave and I opened up the spirit box and I was like, I'm gonna ask a few questions that only uh, she would know. that she would know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to get the validation of the spirit box, bro. Man, so I asked her, you know, what did I call her? It said whatever, but then I asked her, what happened to your husband, my grandfather? Mm-hmm. So my grandfather passed away when I was one. That's what prompted my grandmother to come move with us, bro. The spirit box said boat. Then the spirit box said drowned. Mm. So my grandfather, man, he went out fishing on the day that he died by himself. And he had a stroke, fell overboard and drowned. Dang. Bro, this is how crazy it is. I also asked, oh, and you don't even know about this because I didn't tell you. I told you one, man. Um, I asked her, I was like, are you with, you know, my grandfather? I have a couple of aunts who've passed away. I had a cousin that passed away. And, bro, she literally said, Brandon. She said, Brandon. So my cousin, he passed away a couple weeks ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she sat there and she said wait, his name. Wait, I'm sorry, dog. Yep, yep, yep. I told you one. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, yeah. But she, I asked. I was like, are you with, like, my grandfather? And then I'm saying, I was like, I had some cousins that recently passed away. And the spirit box said, Brandon. And it said, he's out walking. Hmm. How he passed away. He was out walking, literally went to cross a street and didn't see a car came and hit him as he was crossing the street. The accuracy of yeah. the the, the is, spirit world is crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Sorry for your loss too, by that, the way. Because yeah. uh, we we've all hung out with him. We yeah. we we kicked it with him on the road. Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. Um in multiple multiple places. So man. Yeah. Prayers out to you and your family. Bro. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, to me, literally, like, stamped, like, okay, that one, the spirit box works, mm-hmm. and then two, like, damn. I don't know who I was talking to out there. Right. Or down there. Or around there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just know that the responses that were given- Somebody answered. And they were responses that everybody should know the answer to. I mean, they were also intelligent because it was very yeah. much like a real response to the questions. It actually yeah. provided an answer to the questions yeah. that you were asking. Yeah. Sometimes you can ask questions on a spirit box and it's like they'll give answers, but it doesn't make sense necessarily. Or we don't have all the, the contextual information to kind of yeah. bring it together. And I think this moment is different. Yeah. Very different. First off, shouts out to Brandon, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we definitely dedicating this episode to you. And the season, man, he was a dope dude, man. Like, <laughs> oh and supported my us more than probably is, anybody. Anybody, ever. yo, Marcus, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he would go, he would be going in on my DMs. He's like, 
Marcus, I love what you got going on, my yeah. man, bro. No. Well, we love you, Brandon, man. Yes, we sir. thank you for you know always supporting us, man. Always showing love. Oh man, love you, man. Thank you so much, Michaela, for your submission. Um, you know, you blessed the listeners with another one. Yeah, I love a great storyteller. Yeah, man. All right, guys, man. We appreciate you all for listening in to this episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Bros. Don't forget to send in your stories to ghostbrotherspodcast.com. We always want to hear from you guys. I mean, you know, we've been doing our thing. You know, this is a great episode. We got two for two special. You know what I'm saying? BOGO. I think that's what they call it, right? Buy one, get one. That's what they get. They, they, they bought one episode, mm-hmm. got a second submission for free. Okay. See how that goes? I see what you did there. They got a, they got a logo. A logo. You got a logo. Listen to one, you get, get, a, you another. get another one. So that's good. Listen to one. Let's no, acronym. Get bro. Listen, thank y'all so much. <laughs> Please just rate us. Please share. And many more to come. And more listener submissions. But yes. thank y'all. And don't worry, my Urban Knights. We got plenty more Let's Go Bows. <laughs> we got what? <laughs> Pretty more what? <laughs> We're gone. They called what? <laughs> he don't know. Let's Go Bows. <laughs> Listen to it. one, get, get one. <laughs> Let the go, folks. Let the go. Oh my gosh. We love you, legends. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery Plus. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. For Discovery Plus, our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Allie Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.